Hello and welcome to another episode of the United Podcast. Hello, Helen. Hi, Sam. Sorry, I did, you, when you do it, you always go, I'm Helen Evans. And I, I know, myself, I don't know why I, I do that. It's so big it. time. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't copy your format, so suddenly it all fell apart. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Well, do you know what? I'm on the edge of, I don't have a cold. I'm allergic to dust and I did some sanding. So I've really irritated my nose. Oh, did you not and take so, an antihistamine? No, because I'm stupid. That is really silly, Sam. Yeah, so it appears as though I have a cold, because ultimately I do, but not because of cold, but because of allergies. Okay, let's move on. Fun. <laughs> but just, it might explain why my voice might sound slightly different. Okay. That's why I'm, I was doing DIY. We won't hear Maisie's voice, because he's not here. No, where is he? Let's be honest, he's probably playing golf. Almost certainly playing golf. It's not very sunny today, though, is no. it? No. Nice to be back at Old Trafford, Lovely to be back at Old Trafford. We're in it's a not box. not quite... Our little trip to Netherlands, but no, it was not. a nice drive here. Yeah, <laughs> we are looking over the pitch and we have got uh, an excellent guest. I always get so excited about players that have come through the academy to, to get their their understanding, their idea, their values, their their life at this yeah. football club. But in a way that wasn't with the first team, just, just being in it. I don't know, I always find it fascinating. And I must say, the reason why Davide Petrucci is on our podcast today is because Paul Dalby got in touch on Twitter with us all. Yep. And he said, you might want to have Davide on the podcast. He's in the area for a few days. So a big thank you to Paul for that. Cheers, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, he was the landlord for Davide and Paul Pogba. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Do you remember Davide Petrucci coming through the academy? I do. I remember covering a lot of the reserve games at that time, and he was a big name. But yeah, it's the name, isn't it? He's yeah. one of those people whose names you just knew, and people always talked about like, yeah, but keep an eye out for Petrucci. Yeah, because just like we do now with reserves. Yeah, absolutely. You find players, youth and you, teams. I think a thing I've become more aware of in doing this is is maybe to be excited about those players, but not to not to build them up. Yeah, because you never know what's going to happen. Anything can change overnight, can't it? But yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense to be excited about them. And he was someone I think everybody was excited about. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, your experience of him with the reserves? I remember him having quite a few injuries. I have to admit, but there was a lot of you know, excitement about his name, similar yeah. to Makeda, who incidentally they are very good friends. Obviously, as you would think, they're both yeah. from Italy, and we have had Makeda on the podcast, who speaks very highly of Davida. But I'm really looking forward to hearing his story and hearing his thoughts of his time with the academy the reserve team and just the difficulties when you do face injury as a young player and Mm -hmm. what that's like what should we find out here he is Davide Petrucci Davide Petrucci welcome to the United Podcast how are you? I'm very good thanks excellent and uh, so you're in Manchester for a few days? Yes, I had a time off and uh, I took this opportunity to come here because I'm very attached to this place, you know. I grew up here, so yes, for me it's amazing to be back. So have you really just, you've just come for like a, just a little holiday, just, uh, just to enjoy Manchester? Yes, I had a few days off and I wanted to be back here, you know. It, was, it has been a long time and uh, also I wanted to do it with my family. And uh, this was my first opportunity I had, so I took uh, my wife and my baby here and to show them where I grew up. So when you come over, who will you catch up with? Who, who have you remained friends with from your time in Manchester? Uh, few, few players, but uh, you know, mainly Paul Pogba, because uh, we lived together when we were uh, kids. We, we were in the same digs and uh, in the same house. And um, you know, we were in the same family. So for us, uh, it was an amazing feeling to grow up together. And yesterday, you know, I've been with him, I've been with his family. We spoke a little bit and it's gonna, so give me the tickets and we're going to be together also after the game. That's lovely because we actually got in touch with you through a man called Paul Dalby. Yes. Who he said what he he hosted you when you came over. What what is the context of that? So he got in touch with us over Twitter and said you should have David on the the podcast. I'm not sure whether you know this, do you? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, So he said he was your host. Was he the where you lived in Diggs? Yes. Ah, okay. He was the owner of the house. And oh, wow. uh, I, I went there first. And after uh, Paul Pogba joined us too. So he was, you know, our uh, like English father. Oh, so, that's so lovely. So, I yes. must say, I don't know whether you know this. So he had got in touch and said, you should have David on. And I said, yes, that would be brilliant. Put us in touch. And then he tweeted your phone number. 
Did yes. you know this? No, I didn't know this. <laughs> and then the other guy that we usually have on the podcast, Maisie, retweeted it, not realizing your phone number. And I thought, oh my word, that's gone out to like so many people. So we had to get in contact and say, please delete. So did you get any dodgy no, phone no, calls? I, I hope uh, he had the wrong number. So he deleted I, yes, very uh, swiftly. But thank you so much yes. to Paul. I'm sure he is listening um, to the podcast. So thank you to him for getting in touch yeah. with us. So thank will you, you see him when you're over here? I also saw him yesterday. Yesterday. We met yesterday all together, you know, for us it was an amazing feeling to be back all together. We went to Paul Pogba's house and uh, Paul uh, Dalby also was there with the family and we spent uh, a lovely night together. How lovely that you have that connection with people from your time here. That's really special and special thing about this club in particular. Yes, yes, yes. For me, this is uh, what, what is all about, about this club, you know, it's uh, like a big family. And this is how I always felt here. And uh, I'm very happy and proud to have uh, kept the friendship with these people because they are uh, such a nice people, you know. And uh, every now and then we speak again and it's amazing. So you're a Manchester United fan at heart? Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> yes. But when you grew up, you were a Roma fan, right? Yes. Okay, this is my city. This is where I grew up. And uh, of course, for me as a young kid, it was my dream to play there, you know. And uh, there was Totti at the time playing there. He's such a huge legend. Mm -hmm. For me, it was, uh, you know, something I wanted to be. It's difficult to be like him, but, you know, the target is to be first in play for Roma when you are young. But uh, obviously, when United comes, you know, it's difficult to say no. It's, at the time, it was the biggest club in the world. It was winning Champions League and everything. And, uh, you know, for me, it was a very proud moment to join the club and something I will never forget. And I would have done 100 times more again, ever again. Yes. So... You were signed by Roma. How old were you when you when you joined them? Uh, ten years old. And that must have been a dream come true. Yes, yes, yes. It was so, an amazing feeling also this. Were you always obsessed with football? Was that always the thing that you loved the most? Yes, yes, yes. Since uh, when I was five, I think, all I wanted to do is was to play football, you know. I know it's a very difficult uh, thing to achieve because so many kids start, but at the end, not everybody reached the level. And, uh, but in my head, I always wa was there to be a football player, you know, and uh, I'm happy with my career, you know, sometimes I, I think I could have done more, but, you know, in life, something can come uh, against you and also you can do less than what you achieve. So overall, I'm happy, you know. Just remind us which, which club you're playing with now in Israel. Now I play in Israel for uh, Apoel Beersheba, mm -hmm. which is a good club for, uh, for the country, you know. I always liked also to make new experiences in uh, different countries. And uh, now, yes, we are fighting to, to win uh, the league. This, is, this season we play for a conference league also. We lost the last game to go through. Uh, but, you know, it's a good, good level. I'm enjoying it and good life and everything. So I'm happy also there. Are there any other Italians or English people playing in the, the squad? Uh, no, in my team, no. 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 What about the league? Is it an up-and-coming league for English players to move over that way? Uh, or yes, but uh, mostly there are... Uh, Players from Portugal, the foreigners okay. are more from Portugal, from Brazil. Uh, you know, we have a limited uh, uh, foreigners number, so it's not easy to go inside there. But uh, yes, once you, are, uh, once you are there, it's enjoyable. Of course, it's not English football, it's not Italian league, but it's, uh, it's nice. You just mentioned there who your idol was growing up. Did, was football, though, a big part of your family life, uh, your parents, grandparents? No, not really. Look, my, um, my granddad, yes. Uh, my mom's dad, he was a football player when he was younger, not high level, but he always played, uh, he was a coach, he loved uh, football. But apart from him, all my dad's side, they are uh, boxing, you know, so oh. completely different. And, um, but yeah, everybody loves sport, but uh, my dad introduced me to boxing when I was young, but <laughs> since when I was really young, uh, when I was two, three years old. But when I oh, went wow. to the park, <laughs> when I went to the park with the kids, my mom took me there. Yeah. I want to fight with everybody. <laughs> so my mom says, stop this. And thank God I start with football. And is boxing something you still have any passion for now? Yes, or? I like this. I, I like this when I can. I try to make some moves. But, uh, you know, just for fun is not something I, I want to do, you know. Yeah. Football is something else. But I enjoy every sport, you know. Every now and then, if I can, I have opportunity to change sport. I, I practice with my friends. So you joined Roma at 10 years old. What, what is the process? Do you go to your own school and you travel in the evening for football or do you go and live 
um, on campus with no, Roma? No, I was, was uh, I, I joined Roma when I was uh, 10 years old and uh, I was living about uh, 50 kilometers from the training ground. So every day I was going up and uh, back and forth. And, uh, you know, my family was making a lot of sacrifices because uh, my dad was working and my mom also, of course, but uh, she finished earlier and took me there. And in Rome is a lot of traffic. So sometimes we spend two hours to go and two hours to come back. It was uh, a lot. And also the training was two hours. So my mom was maybe out six, seven hours, you know, eight hours. And after the day after she need to go to work again and she need to cook for everybody clean. It was uh, very hard, it was sacrifices for uh, all the family. But, you know, we did it uh, all together and, uh, you know, this was uh, good and I'm happy they did it because, you know, in the end uh, I can say uh, it was uh, good for everybody. You know, I achieved what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So how, how old were you when you left Roma? Uh, 16. And what were those six years like when you were there? How much do you think you developed as a player and as a person? Yes. And did you did you always play the same position? Did you yeah. love the game all the way through? Yes, I loved every every moment of this because you know not only I was loving playing football, I was playing for the team of my city. You know, the love of my life. Like uh, all I wanted was to play for Roma at the time. So uh, everything was great. And during this these uh, years of course there was also difficult times because you know you are young you you don't know what's gonna happen next but when you believe you work hard and you know you do the things in the right way eventually you know i think you you can achieve what you want and when you heard manchester united were interested is it true that they were watching makeda yes and you obviously were friends with him yes and when they were watching him somebody saw you and then they said to him tell us about Davide and and that's yes. how it came about is that right yes yes it's right uh Kiko Makeda is mm -hmm. a very good friend of mine he is also from Roma uh, we stay in touch we are almost like a brothers and uh, but he was playing for Lazio uh, me Roma is is Lazio but uh, even if we were <coughs> playing for uh, different clubs uh, we were still friends and uh, during the summer or where, whenever we could we, we would spend time together and, uh, you know, we were growing up uh, as a friend, but as a rivals also on the pitch because always playing against each other. But when we were 15, we played national team together. And uh, again, even if we were Roma Lazio players, we were in the same room. We were really good friends. And one time we played against Ukraine and uh, I play good. And uh, the scout, David Williams, came to, um, to watch him. And, but he asked him uh, about me, you know, he said, how is this player? I like this player. What was the situation with this guy? So um, I went back to the room, we were speaking and he said that, uh, you know, United uh, start to put high, nom uh, high on me. And he asked me, what do you think? Would you be interested or, or not? I said, of course, how you can say no to something like this? And this is how it started. After uh, we had a tournament in Italy and uh, I played also very well. At this time I was playing a little bit uh, attacking midfielder. So uh, I was scoring a lot of goals this season. I scored a lot of goals. And in this tournament I got the top scorer. So United was there and they said, OK, we want you. Was this David Williams as well watching you? David Williams yeah. and after came Jim Ryan also. Yeah. And uh, a few other scouts were there, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. They've been following me a couple of months and after uh, they decided to sign me. Had you watched much English football at this stage? Yes, uh, not so much, but uh, of course uh, I, I knew the club. I yeah. knew it. And uh, even a few years before they, they contacted me, I came to, to play with national team in England. And I remember going to the store and buying a United shirt jersey. Oh, wow. Yes, I gave it back to my brother. And, you know, and eventually after a couple of years, they wanted me. It was a dream come true. Oh, I suppose also you would have been at Roma during the famous Man United Roma 7 1 yes. game. Yes. Uh, at that point, how old were you then? I was about uh, 15, I think. So it would have been a bit before you heard yes. of United's yes. interest. Yes. But I suppose that in your head would have shaped perhaps a bit of something. Uh, at the time, I was a big Roma supporter, mm -hmm. and when I see this, to be honest, I hate a little bit United. 7-1, 7-1. <laughs> oh, seven, one, seven, one. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. But, you know, of course, he opened my mind to, to see it was a big step for me, you know, to see the difference between a good club and a top club. So I couldn't say no. And I'm very happy and proud to have been here. 
Did Roma let you leave easily or was that a difficult process? No, no, it was very difficult. Yeah. And I had a big trouble. Not trouble, but I tried to explain now the situation. Basically, uh, you know, as I told you, I was a Roma fan, a Roma supporter, and I wanted to be a Roma player. But at the time, uh, the, the team didn't put contract for the young players, didn't give contract for the young players. But for me, it was uh, difficult to go every day, you know, 100 kilometers. It was, uh, you know, also expensive for me and my family. So um, sometimes I had to, sometimes my mom took me there. Sometimes I had to go with the metro, with the bus. You know, it took me a lot of time to go there and it was uh, hard and everything. So we asked, uh, because I was playing for the national team, for the youth national team, if uh, everybody had contract in the national team, only Roma players didn't have contract. And we asked if it was possible to go on the same level like them. So it was easier for me to make all these sacrifices, you know. It was not only about economic, uh, you know, choice. It was also to help me and my family to to keep going with this dream, you know. And uh, they say, no, 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 this is not possible. This is not the politic of the club and this and blah, blah, blah. So we say, okay, we were uh, really sad because we were hoping Roma was helping us to, to go through this. And uh, then we kept going without asking again because uh, we respect the choice. But after United came, uh, I say, okay, then uh, the club is huge, the offer was nice and uh, was a big step for me to go. Then Roma called me again and say, okay, okay, we give you contract now, we give you five years contract. But I felt like, you know, now you give me because you know there is something yeah. else, otherwise you would, you know, you were not so focused on me to help me, but when I need it. And then uh, I took it a little bit personal, you know, I say, no, 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 now for me it's enough. I, when you needed to help me, you didn't help me, now... I move on and the club was so big, so I couldn't say no. And I'm very happy to join here. And uh, your dad got a job, right? No, this is something what they say, but it was not really oh, not, okay. like this. Yes, yes, yes. It's something they said over the years, but uh, no, 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 no. He kept his job and was happy with this. <laughs> so when you made the move to Manchester, did your family come with you initially? I know you were in digs, but did they come and help you in the initial process, your family? No, 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 no. Just I came alone. Yes, I came alone. And I couldn't speak English. You know, it was everything was new for me. It was a new country. I was 16. I left, uh, you know, my family, my brother, everybody. It was really hard. Uh, but the good thing was uh, Kiko was here. Makeda was here. And as I told you, we were already good friends. So um, I started in Dix, and, but sometimes I also used to go to his house. Uh, his family was making me feel uh, welcome, and uh, this made everything easier. Mm -hmm. yes. And did you, you, lived, you told us you lived with Paul Pogba, was that straight away that's who you lived with? No, 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 not straight away. Before I was living with Robert Brady, Robbie Brady. Um, yes, it was amazing also, but it was hard at the start because the... The family was speaking English, for, of course. He's uh, Irish, and there was also another Scottish guy. So oh, wow. <laughs> when I came there, and it was uh, dinner time, and they started to speak to me, it was three different accents. I couldn't speak English at all. I had a headache for about <laughs> two months, you know. Uh, but after, you know, it was helping me for the future because I started to pick up a little bit more. And, uh, but after six months, we finished with these dicks because uh, they had uh, some family issues. And I moved to this other one, where are police. And after a few months, uh, Pogba came and we stayed there a couple of years. Yes. Did you feel homesick in those first couple of months? Because I know we've spoken to players in the past mm. who found it really hard to adapt. Mm. You know, you don't speak English. It's, it's not the same as someone moving from London up here in Diggs. It's a very, very difficult process. Yes. Did you ever think, oh, maybe this isn't for me. I'll go back to Roma. It sounds strange, but never felt like this, you know. Uh, it was hard. Of course, it was really hard. But the, the target that I had was bigger than the feeling of being homesick, you know. So every time maybe I was not feeling 100%, I knew that I, I had to go this way because this was the only way to go, you know. And also it was uh, opportunity. It only comes once in our lifetime, if you are lucky, sometimes even not uh, coming. So I felt uh, there is no way that I'm not trying to, at least trying to go all the way, you know. I didn't think that uh, for sure I will succeed, but at least try to go all the way, yes. So I never felt homesick. Mm. What was the football differences like? Because Roma are a huge European club, so are Manchester United. Was the approach to academy football similar or was it completely different? Look, um, also Roma is a really big club and uh, also they work really nice for the young players. They have a really good academy. 
they work a lot on on technique, you know, on the education of the player. It's it's nice also. Tactic is good, but the intensity I found here was uh, completely different. As I told you, Roma is a big club, but United is the biggest. You know, it's huge. It's something you can only compare maybe Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern. There is maybe four or five clubs like this. It's something else. So I found it different, but uh, you need to adapt because I remember starting few games and in Italy, for example, when they kick you, you go on the floor, the referee whistle. Here and they kick you, you go on the floor, they don't whistle. So a couple of times I go on the floor, they didn't whistle. I understood that I need to stand up and play, otherwise I'll be all the time <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> yes. One of your first experiences of representing Manchester United was the Milk Cup yes. over in Northern Ireland. How quickly was that after you'd arrived here? Uh, one month, maybe. Yeah. I arrived in... Uh, July and August, I think we played something like this, mm-hmm. and we won it straight away. So it was amazing feeling, and yeah, something incredible. Which year was that then? I think it was uh, 2008, 2009. Yeah, I think yes, long time ago. And who was on that team? Uh, Kiko Maketa was there. Um, Joshua King, um, Oliver Norwood, Matty James. Uh, ah, we had uh, some good players. Now I, I I need to think about all of them, yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know there were a few good players. Yes, I've seen before. You talk about how in Roma there was like almost three separate teams between the way the academy and the youth team and the first team were all separated. Yes, but the, at United everybody was together. So you might not train with the first team, but you might have lunch with Rio Ferdinand or Cristiano Ronaldo yes. or whoever. What was, did, which did you find more comfortable and did you feel nervous when you saw those kind of players at, at training or in the canteen? Yes, uh, you are right. This is the difference. You know, in, in Roma it was like uh, completely different. Okay, we were training in the same area, but one side there was first team and you could even, couldn't even go close to them. You couldn't speak to them. You couldn't eat with them. And when I came here, it was completely different because the uh, first team, reserves and academy, they were all together. Okay, maybe not training all together, but spending ta- time together, uh, eat together. And this is something I think really, really important because it makes you feel uh, uh, part of something that, uh, how can I explain? Like everybody goes in the same direction, you know? In Roma, I was feeling, okay, we are the first team. You need to, I don't know, do your things. And if you're lucky, you will come here. Here, I felt, okay, we are the first team, but we want you to come this way with us. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, something really nice. And sometimes I was really nervous when I first came, you know, because it was something I was not used to. Also, the, the English, the, the language was a little bit problem for me. But uh, eventually you go through this thing and it helps you a lot. I remember uh, when I came, one of the first uh, few days, like a uh, few days after I came here, Rio Ferdinand came to me, he said hello, and uh, he asked me, are you good? Like, are you a good player? I didn't expect this directly, you know? And uh, I didn't know, I was a little, little bit shy. I didn't know how to answer him, you know? If I say yes, maybe he think I'm too big-headed. Mm. And if I say no, maybe he think I'm not good enough. So uh, I didn't know how to answer back then, but I understood how the mentality of the first team was, you know? to make you feel, uh, look, you are here, you need to be ready because maybe we need you. Maybe if they don't need me, they need another one. But everybody needs to be on the same path, you know, and this is what something really incredible for me. That's really special. Do you remember what you did say? I make something like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I'm no, sure. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I was not, uh, to be honest with you, I was not convinced to say, yes, I'm good, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also I didn't say, no, I'm not good. Mm-hmm. I, I, it surprised me. Mm-hmm. So, but I think he, he understood that maybe from me, he expected something more, you know, something maybe more direct, more uh, mm-hmm. confidence. But I was very young, so with this also you build with the time. So I, back then I was not uh, ready for this. What was your first encounter with Sir Alex Ferguson then? Because obviously you must have seen him in and, in and around the changing room or the training ground and the canteen. Yes, yes. Um, look, the first time I met them was in Rome because... After the 7-1, there was another uh, opportunity to play against, and United came uh, in Rome when Ronaldo scored with the head. And uh, in this time, I was close to come to United. So I remember they called me to go to the hotel. So I went to, to see the team, and Sir Alex was there. And, uh, you know, we int- introduced him to me, but of course I knew 
who he was, you know, I introduced me, I introduced myself to him. So it was incredible. Uh, I was uh, something, I was really shocked, you know, somebody like such a huge person, the biggest manager in the history of football for me, uh, to meet you, it's incredible. And also my family was there. So for all of us was a dream, Mm -hmm. really a dream. And could you understand him? At the start, not really, (laughs) because, uh, you know, I couldn't speak English, but uh, there was translators and, uh, you know, they helped me. And later I could understand him more, yes. So you were with Paul McGuinness and that squad, but you quite quickly made the step up to reserves. Yes. Um, How, when you look back, how influential was Paul McGuinness, for example, in your career at a young age? A lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, Yes, he he was very, very important for me and for all the team. And uh, his passion, the passion he had for this club was amazing, you know. How he was working for this club was uh, something incredible. I remember uh, he was not only train us, but also teach us about the history of the club, you know. Uh, show us um, movies of George Best, Bobby Charlton, you know, all of uh, all of them. And sometimes I remember we were training Carrington, but also there was uh, Lecliffe, where uh, the team used to uh, train before. And sometimes he used to take us there to make the same movements uh, what they did in the past, you know. It was uh, not only about football, it was also about history of the club. It was uh, special to witness this. Wow. We hear that from a lot of people that they watch videos and the education of Manchester United's history because the history of this club is very special. Did you feel that very quickly then? Yes, I felt, uh, how can I say, maybe not part of this. Yes, also part of the family, you know, because what I feel about this club is once you are inside, everybody is with you, you know. It's not like uh, I'm here, you're not. Everybody goes in the same direction. And uh, what they did with us was, uh, you know, to make us feel the importance of the club, you know, not only in the pitch, also outside the history and everything. And it's amazing. Wow, what a club. So I just mentioned there you moved quickly into the reserve team. Was that with Warren Joyce? Yes. And uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer also. Yeah. We, both of them, yes. It also was a big step for me, you yeah. know, because he came quickly. Uh, I didn't expect this. And... Um, Yes, it was uh, another step closer to the target, but uh, also another step more difficult now to to prove yourself. Uh, but it was an amazing experience. Unfortunately, uh, my bad moments also came in this time because I got injured and I had a very long injury. What was the injury? I had a problem with my groin, uh, but I, I didn't know what to do. I was really young and I went... Uh, through this, uh, not doing the right things. I was thinking to do the right things, but was not the right things for me. So unfortunately, we couldn't find a solution. It became a chronic problem. And uh, I spent uh, two years basically injury, injured. And, uh, you know, it was on and off the pitch, but I never felt 100%, you know. I started very well. My first six months here was uh, incredible. From the Mill Cup, you know, with the academy, going to reserves, playing, scoring. But after this problem came, everything slowed down a little bit. And at the time I was playing for my national team, uh, one year above me, you know, I was uh, doing really well. I went Euros with them, but with this problem, I felt like my career went a little bit down. And uh, I feel also uh, career is uh, like a wave, you know, and if you follow the wave, everything goes good. But if after you lose this wave, to catch up is more difficult, you know, and this is how I felt. I was always chasing back after I, I came back, you know, it was hard. When you say that you maybe did things that weren't the right thing to help, what do you mean by that? No, for example, uh, uh, let's say I had growing problem and maybe I was thinking, I don't know, working on my core stability was the right thing to do. But okay. maybe for me in this moment was not the right thing to, the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I kept going and maybe I, I made it worse, you know. So it's just a few things that... Only after I discovered at the, sta- at the early stage of this problem was best thing to rest. Mm-hmm. And this is how I fix it. After, uh, after one year and a half, I was really, really sad because I was feeling I was losing something that I wanted to achieve, but I was losing it, you know. I remember going to, to knock the, at the boss door, Sir Alex Ferguson door, and I say, boss, I'm sorry, I'm trying everything the club is telling me, but it's not working with me. And uh, I feel like uh, for me, 
I need to try something else. So please, can I go back to Italy? Because I, was, I had another opportunity to, to make something, else, something different. And uh, I will be back when, uh, when I'm okay. He said, yes, of, of course, do your, do your things. We'll be, be with your family. Try to make the best you can and be back uh, stronger than ever. So I went three months there and all I did was resting only on the bed and going morning and afternoon for uh, therapies, you know. So it was three months only bed and therapy, bed and therapy, but eventually it, it was good. Since then, I didn't have this problem anymore. But wow. I felt, uh, you know, I lost a big part of my career. In those years, they are very important. If you put yourself in a good position, it's like when you race on cars, you know. If you start from the good position, it's easier. If you go behind, always you need to chase. And this is how I felt. Wow, that must have been very difficult for you to go through that process. Did you feel like going back to Italy would have was helping you mentally to, and emotionally to be with your family during this time? Maybe, maybe yes, it was helping me, but it was not for me to be with my family. It was for me to to make the right things. You know, I was feeling this was something it could have helped me. If uh, I had to go to China or to Brazil or wherever to be good, I would have gone anyway yeah. not because my family was in Italy you know and uh, but yes it was good after it was good yes yeah yeah just keep yourself away from the Trafford Centre I think it was Kiko that talked to us about how you guys used to go to the Trafford Centre <laughs> and hang out yes. so being at home in your bed is probably much yeah, better yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously were under um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and Warren Joyce I know you said you spoke to Sir Alex but how did Oli and uh, Warren help you at this time too Ah, also for them, for like them, to me, they were amazing. And uh, also they were on the same uh, idea of uh, Paul McGuinness, you know, about the club. So it was just another step. It was not something different, you know, it was uh, something more. And uh, they helped me a lot. I remember Solskjaer was uh, telling us, you know, to enjoy the game, to feel free on the pitch, to make what you enjoy, you know. And I remember we were doing nice things because we were really enjoying playing football. Uh, also, Warren was telling us this, but also he was telling us to work hard, you know, to be professional, to be professional outside the pitch, to do the right things. So it was a perfect mix to, to, be, to be complete, you know. And after it's difficult to achieve the level of the first team. Mm -hmm. But once you have this school, everywhere else you go, you are okay, you know. And this is how I feel. And uh, to be honest, what they other coaches, other teams, where I played after, tell me, they see it's uh, the school I had, the system I was involved with is different from other players because the, um, how professional they're here, what they teach you inside and outside the pitch is something incredible. The history, the everything, it's huge and you can see this. In the reserve team, you were made captain, right? What was that moment like? Did that feel like an honor? Yes, of course, of course. You know, for me, it was a special moment. Uh, you know, I feel the I felt the responsibility a little bit more, but it's something that I liked. And you know, to be here for me was already a dream to be reserve captain even more. And we had a really good team, and we had the chance to win many trophies. To live here at Old Trafford for me was something incredible. I was going to say that because, of course, when you won the reserve team league, you you lifted the trophy here at Old Trafford. That must have been a really special yes, day. Yes, yes, something amazing. And was that after all of your groin injuries? Yes, this was after this. Uh, you know, uh, it was maybe even more special because, you know, there was a time when I came, I was feeling amazing. I was feeling so happy with everything. There was a time when everything went against me. I was really low. But after, uh, I, didn't, I didn't give up. And uh, I wanted to take it back with me, you know, to feel good on the pitch. You know, when you are 16, 17, it's very hard to be two years inside in the gym. And you see everybody going outside, enjoy, laugh, you know, play football. And every day you need to be there. You, it's like you are in prison, you know. It's very, very difficult feeling. It's not one day, it's two years. And I remember many, many players asking me, when you come outside, when you come outside, you know. And I try always to answer with a smile on my face. I hope soon, I hope soon. But inside I was dying because I really wanted to be outside, you know. And when I went back and I had the chance to play here at Old Trafford and to win trophy and to lift them, 
what an experience and your teammates must have been so happy for you because they've watched you go through that process were you still living with Paul Pogba at this stage yes yes. so he saw more than anyone what you were going through how difficult it is at home for you when you know you're injured going into training every day how did he help you no we help each other you know uh, all the time because of course uh, we were really young and 16 17 you you think you are a a man but to be honest you are a kid still you know and uh, when you can help each other it's uh, much easier because also he was away from the family and uh, you know we spoke about football a lot but also we tried to speak about other things uh, about families about friends about i don't know going out enjoy because like this you put uh, you know yourself in a way that you don't only think about football and when things don't go well you don't destroy yourself mentally so this is how we went through but after yes we had a good group of guys and everybody was happy about each other and the special of this club was once you like if you win everybody win you know this is what i learned here uh, not to be selfish but to share it with the with the players because my win is everybody else win in that squad was there anybody that you thought would have made you know, a career in the Premier League and maybe didn't make that step? And likewise, who in that squad did you think that is going to be a top footballer, a Premier League footballer for many years to come? Ah, there were a lot of players, you know, and uh, many of all of them were uh, really good players. So the feeling was uh, everybody had the opportunity one day to be a player, which is, this is something I want to say. Even when you are so close, you are still very far you know it's a big step from reserve to the first team you know sometimes you feel okay i'm there almost there but it's not you know it's very difficult so the the quality of the player was there and i was feeling everybody more or less had the chance to do it but after it's up to also to the luck to some choices some decision you make some coaches you met some you know many things and, uh, you know, Pogba, to be honest, everybody, I think we all agree it was with, with this thing. We were feeling that he, he would have been a great player, you know, uh, this was the feeling. But Lingard also was there. To be honest, I, I didn't expect him back then because he was really small, but he was really good. Maybe when he was 16, 17, I didn't think he would make it uh, as a first team player, but... Uh, he, he did it, you know. Mike Keane also was a guy who was growing, so back then uh, you didn't feel maybe, but he made it very nice career. Because yeah, everybody talked about Will Keane at that time, And this is what really? I wanted yeah. to tell you. Uh, Will Keane, for example, uh, was a star with us, you know. He, he was the guy who was scoring a lot of goals. He was an incredible player, but uh, he was really, really unlucky. He had a problem with his knee, and this is another, uh, you know, bad luck example of Things can change, even, even if you have a great talent, you are a top guy and everything, you work hard. If the luck goes against you, eventually you don't end up where you deserve to be. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a really unlucky because he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiko Makeda came on the podcast and he spoke to us about when he first found out that he might be in the first team and that you were there with him in the gym yes. when Sir Alex came over. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. We were uh, on the bike, we were in the gym and, you know, we were speaking about, you know, I don't even remember what we were speaking about. Uh, but I remember Sir, Al- Sir Alex came and he spoke to him and he said if, uh, you know, if he would have played good, he had the chance to be in the team in the week after. So we were both shocked. Um, I was so happy for him because as I told you, not only good player, but for me, he's an amazing uh, friend. He's like a brother. And uh, it was as if Sir Alex told me that I would be the squ- in the squad, you know. And, but we were surprised and they say, did I understand well what he asked, what he said? That I would be with the first team. I said, yes, I think he said this. You know, we were both a little <laughs> <I> bit. <think>. Uh, <laughs> yes. So also he didn't know how to answer him because he didn't know. We didn't expect, you know, everything here is when somebody so important comes to you and speak to you. Sometimes you are shocked because you don't expect but he was ready, you know, and this was uh, his quality. This is his quality. Uh, he's ready for everything. And uh, to when he was 17, to be ready how he was, I don't think many people in the world can, uh, can make that, what he made, you know. After, it's not easy to, to stay there because he started from such a high level. The standard is so high that to maintain this, only maybe Messi and Ronaldo can do this. 
but uh, what he made is incredible it's amazing i i cried for him i was very very happy oh that's so lovely yes. and you personally then went on a series of loan moves your first one was peterborough yes under sir alex's son darren how did you enjoy yes. that process it was a very important uh, step for me to take you know uh, i was feeling was the time to move to something new like to get the experience to maybe to take uh, as much as possible and one day maybe come back here i went there i felt you know it was another step uh, forward from reserve to you know to the championship and I remember uh, starting, my first game was difficult, you know, against Nottingham Forest was, uh, you know, difficult because it was a lot of fans, you know, a lot of people, uh, the intensity was higher than reserves, uh, you know. But after I adapt quite fast, and I remember after three, four games, uh, we play against Leicester City, and I scored a very nice goal against uh, Michael, was the goalkeeper. And we won this derby, it was like a derby. And, uh, you know, I felt, okay, this is something... Now I need to move on from this and make more. I feel I'm, I can do this. The week after I got injured again, mm -hmm. another uh, four or five months out and I lost all the season like this. And again, I'm playing catch up again, you know. Mm -hmm. It must've been very frustrating. Yes, yes, because I was feeling, you know, all the bad moments was uh, behind, but it came again. And uh, from February, I've been out until uh, June. And you know, after you lose two years and after you lose another six months, I don't say that if I was not injured, I would be 100% first team player. Of course, it's something very hard. But I feel maybe in this, in this time, if these bad moments didn't come to me, maybe I had the opportunity to at least to try more, you know? Like this was something very difficult for me. And I felt the time was going on, you know, the younger players was coming in and, you know, they, they want... Uh, players ready, I was not ready, and understand mm -hmm. the club. And I was behind them at this time, you know, I was feeling almost, my time unfortunately is almost gone, you know, my opportunity is going. But I never took it like uh, a bad thing. I was really happy to be here, to enjoy the moment, you know, to use it in the future, so I'm happy. Do you feel like there's a lack of understanding with fans maybe that how difficult it is in the mental side of being a footballer, you know, you go through those pr processes, the injuries, it's so difficult. Do you feel like sometimes there's a lack of understanding? Yes, I think there is. Nothing against the fans, but... Yeah, yeah, not... No, yeah. Nothing against the fans, but uh, many times you see a player and you judge him on the pitch uh, if he make a good uh, pass or bad pass, but 90-90% of the times you don't know what's behind this pass, you know? the problem, physical problem, the mental problem, like maybe the family, they, many things is behind, you know? And it's hard to be a football, football player. Uh, for me, when, uh, you know, players like uh, Ronaldo, I don't know, all the players when I was there, uh, Ferdinand, Giggs, Colts, all of them, they're not only good as a players, the quality they have is the mentality, to be always good, you know, to be always uh, um, ready. And many times, uh, you know, People don't understand what's behind. It's very difficult. And I know, for example, many players I know, uh, sometimes they go into very stressful moments. And even if from outside you think, oh my God, he's a football player. He must enjoy his life. Some people are not happy sometimes, you know, and even come to you and say, I can't wait to stop football. And you think you're crazy. Everybody would want to be in your position, you know, to people would pay to be in your position. But uh, sometimes the stress is too high and it's not easy to understand if you're not inside this. So then after that injury that you've spoken about, you made the move to Royal Antwerp, yes. which lots of players before you have made that move. Did you enjoy that experience in Belgium? Yes, it was nice to, you know, to try another experience. And uh, also it's something I was putting in my bag. I, I don't know how to say, like every experience for me was... Uh, Collecting memories. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I also enjoyed this moment, yeah. yes. Was that your idea to go out on loan again or did the club say to you we'd like to No, they, they were helping me to find my way, you know, because at this time I was feeling I lost a lot of time and I needed to try something new to, to make something different to try to be here, you know. But the feeling was, uh, you know, even if in my, my mind I always wanted to be here, I was feeling it was almost gone, you know. I, I was trying my best every day, yeah? but uh, 
I, I'm honest. I'm honest with myself, you know, and uh, I, I think this is so also something important, important to realize where you can be or where you can't be. Uh, for me, I was feeling was almost over. Yes. And then you went to Charlton. Yes. And what was that like? Also, was uh, you know, it was uh, last month uh, because in England you you could go on on loan for a couple of months. I went there for one month. You know, the the team was uh, fighting not to go down. So. Of course, they are uh, older players. The coach doesn't really give you opportunity. Sure. They are fighting not to go down. If he has a guy who is 32, 33, he has the experience, you can trust him, you know, he would put him. So I play only a few games. But, you know, for me, all these experiences was important because I felt if after this, I didn't make one move where I stable myself and I start to move on from there, I was feeling my football was going. So even if my all these experiences was good, but unlucky, I felt like, okay, it's important because now I understand this is my last chance. I need to take it. And then you came back to United. You were included in the 25-man Premier League squad. Did that give you a boost of confidence and you thought, right, I'm a little bit closer, but then what happened after that? No, uh, yes, I was uh, very happy. You know, every yeah. little step closer to the, uh, to the first team, it's uh, a very proud moment. But, you know, I think it didn't work in the end, so... But it's not... I don't like to cry, you know. It's something was meant to be like this. Yeah. I was very happy and proud to be here and to enjoy this moment. Uh, even if, you know, I didn't uh, achieve what I told myself when I was 16, I was still the happiest man on the heart to be here and, you know, to enjoy all this special trip. Was it a difficult decision when you finally left the club? Yes, it was very, very difficult, you know, because once you are a part of the family, you never want to leave. Uh, it was very hard, but as I told you before, uh, there are some steps in life you need to take, you t some decision you need to take without thinking too much. Otherwise, you're always in between. And I was feeling, you know, that's it. I need to try something new. And I moved to another country, another type of football, another, you know, experience. This is, uh, I moved to Cefere Cluj which was a team who played in Champions League against United a few years before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, uh, it was in Romania, you know, it, uh, it was a good, it, it's a good club in Romania. And, uh, you know, it was different football, but uh, I started to enjoy to be part of the first team. I felt there I could, I could establish myself more. And, you know, it was important. I won my trophy there and we won the cup. And it was a very important mm -hmm. moment. One thing that we haven't talked about that I'd love to talk about in your time at United is that you went on a couple of tours, right? Yes. What were those like? That must have been an amazing experience. Amazing, yes, yes. Ah, this is an amazing story, yes. Um, after I recovered from my injury, I remember uh, I had uh, many offers from uh, Italian clubs to go back. And they were uh, good clubs. And uh, I was around maybe 19, 20, something like this. And, you know, my father uh, went to speak to these people and say, look, there is this team, there is this team, there is this team. After two, three years, four years maybe that I was here, he asked me, maybe it's time for you to come back to play first team here. What do you think? What do you don't think? I was thinking, okay, maybe because my contract here was ending, you know. I said, okay, yes, maybe it's the time to go back. Let's see. And uh, in my mind, I put that maybe I was moving back to Italy. But I remember going on, on holiday to Cyprus with uh, Masacci, one uh, player who also played here, Italian guy, and uh, we were friends. I, w I was on holiday with him. One morning I wake up and I see my phone. It was a text from Sir Alex saying that they, they want, United wanted to renew my contract, you know. I was also shocked like Kiko when uh, Sir Alex spoke to him. And I showed to my friend, I said, wow, look at this. Sir Alex texts me and say they want to renew my contract. So I called my father immediately and I say, don't speak to nobody in Italy, I'm going to stay in England. So I signed again in, in United, and uh, Sir Alex told me that um, I would go on tour with them. Uh, so I, I went to Africa, we went to South Africa and to China. I played a couple of games, so it was a huge experience, amazing. And I remember on my first game, I play and I shoot, I hit the crossbar, the ball goes on the line and goes outside, you know. This is another time where if the ball goes inside, you never know. It's difficult to be in the first yeah. team, but maybe another team come. So in these little, you know, moments, 
I felt like I was a little bit unlucky. Mm -hmm. Did you respond to Sir Alex's text? Yes, I said, okay, okay I'm coming back. I, I almost <laughs> wanted to leave the holiday yeah. and go there directly. <laughs> Did he text you very often? No, 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 not very often. But for the important things like this, and uh, it was, for me, it was incredible because I said, how is possible? The biggest manager in the history is texting me, you know? Normally, other people do it for, for him, but this is something amazing about him. Since I came here, I felt this. He had a way to treat everybody on the same, uh, on the same, uh, like to be everybody part of the family. It, it was amazing to treat the, the young players like a big player, but also the big player to treat them, look, I'm the boss, you do what, you, what I tell you, you know? So he always found the balance to, to keep everybody on the same, uh, how the, how level. This, same level, yes. Yeah. You went to Cluj in Romania and then you went on to a number of different clubs which has taken you to where you are now in Israel. Yeah. You are 30 years old at the moment. Yes. Uh, what's your kind of football plan for the next few years and for after that? Look, uh, I tell you, I'm honest with you. Since I had so many injuries in the past, my target is just to enjoy football. I don't put myself like, uh, I want to be here, I want to be there. Sometimes this can be something... Uh, not so good because it, when you have a target it, it's easier to achieve this but I was so much hurted from being outside of football that for me it's just a matter of enjoying and this is why I moved to so many different countries to try so many different type of football culture experiences you know so I don't really have a target I I was in Roma when I was uh, you know a kid for me it was a dream come, come true I was in United it was the biggest club back then so for me it was another dream to come through, I played first team football. I won some trophies in those um, in those uh, clubs where I played after. Also another dream. Now I'm third. You know, I feel I still have few years to go, but I feel all uh, all I wanted to achieve, I achieved. You know, you can always do more. Of course, I, if I could win the Champions League, is amazing. But you need to be realistic with yourself. And I feel like now I need to enjoy. I need to enjoy, and after uh, we will see. Mm -hmm. What about when you finally do finish? Do you want to stay in football? Is there something else you'd like to do? Um, it's difficult to say because uh, many times in my life when I say I will not do this after I did this or I say I will never go there, I went there. So now it's difficult to say I want to do this or I want to do that. I would like to be in football because it's something I love and um, I don't know in what type of, uh, you know, job but I, w I would like to be in football of course but also I would like to try new experiences uh, I'm open to everything you know I like to to travel to meet a lot of people to speak to them to to be open with everything so I feel I, I will do something I don't know now what but I'm ready with for everything because I also am a person who likes to learn a lot so we will see mm -hmm. any regrets over your time here no, not really, not really. For me, everything was amazing. You know, of course, when I came, I, you know, the, the, the dream to achieve was, the target was different from what I did, you know, but uh, we need to be happy with what we have, you know. Sometimes people forget about what we have, always focus on the net negative things, you know, and this is something I don't like, you know. I was here, I was... It was amazing experience for me. I was really happy. So I don't have regrets. I, en I enjoyed every little moment and I'm very, very happy about everything. And you went on to make fabulous friendships that will stay with you forever. That's yes. what you can take out of. Yes, yes, yes. It's amazing too. because uh, here I met so many, you know, good people and uh, I'm very good friends with, as I told you, Kiko, Pogba. Golini also is now is the godfather of my daughter, for example. We st everything started in United, you know, but there are many other examples. And, you know, to have played with uh, players from each country, different country, is amazing because sometimes I go on holiday, I don't know, in uh, Portugal, and I find uh, my Portuguese friend, I go to, you know, and this is uh, an incredible experience not many people can, can do, you know, can make. So I'm very, very happy about this. And yes, incredible. Very special. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I feel like I've had a real education into the academy side of football. Would yeah. you agree, Sam? And it's been very uplifting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, only one more thing, if I can add. Please, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry to add it now, but... We're uh, not in a rush. Say what you for like. For me, it was very important. 
uh, one person very important for me was Owen Hargraves, you know? Uh, not many people maybe, you know, put him at the same level like uh, the top players that are yeah, Giggs, Scholes, uh, Ferdinand, so on, you know, all of them. But for me, he was top player and uh, top, top, top person, you know? When I was injured, unfortunately, he was also injured, unfortunately for him. But I remember him being always smiling. Every day going to the gym, he was helping me a lot to go through this, you know? And uh, he was facing these bad moments for him, always with a smile on the face. And uh, I, I saw him and I said, I want to be like this, like, I want to be happy. It was making me focus on, on uh, the, the positive things of life, you know, not on the negative, because many times it's easier to focus on the negative, but this is what kills you. You need to focus on the positive things. And the energy he had and the positivity of everything was incredible for me. Such an amazing person. He achieved a high level, he won Champions League and everything, but I feel he could have done even more and he was really unlucky with his injury because he was an amazing player, amazing person. Yeah, you need those people around you who have infectious personalities to make you positive. Yeah. And I'm sure you, you think about that when you see younger players at a club that yes. you're at now and try to yes, help them. for example, now I go every day in the gym uh, before starting training and when I go there, the first thing is to smile to everybody, you know. And uh, sometimes if I'm injured, or thank God now I'm not injured like before, but, uh, you know, if something bad happens, I'm always there smiling, be there for everybody. And sometimes people ask me, how is possible you're always happy? How is possible you are so, you know, positive? Uh, even if things don't go well, you seems like you don't think about neg negativity. It's because I had this lesson that when I was really low, I saw somebody was helping me to be positive and this is how I went through. So I want people to be happy, to, to focus on the positive things because it's very easy to go on the negative side and yeah. die there. But you always need to move on because there is al always a possibility to do something more and to focus on the positive things. A life lesson for us all. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. an absolute pleasure to Thank speak to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. My pleasure. What a fantastic podcast, Sam. He speaks so articulately. Yeah, I, I, but I'm so uplifted. Yeah, and he really meant what I said. I feel like I learned a lot about academy yeah. football, reserves football. Not yeah. necessarily the football, but everything else that goes with it. It was really fantastic. I think when you dream, like when I grew up dreaming of being a footballer here, there comes a point where actually you start thinking about that, like that world, because you'd have to go through it. And to listen to the people who did in all of the, the ways that happened, like getting a text from Sir Alex Ferguson saying, I, Mike, I never imagined Sir I Alex just sitting there texting like reserve team players. I was sat there thinking this is Sam's dream to have a text from yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson. You, well, you'd imagine it would be like a secretary or that would go through yeah. some sort of agent or intermediary or whoever. Yes, Not but just, I love the fact that yeah. when we do speak to people like Davida and they're as excited as someone like you would be to get a text. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're in yeah. the process, but they're still really excited about it. Oh, it'd just be great, wouldn't it? But I mean, he was so unlucky. And so, and it, like he talked about it when on tour, didn't he? Saying he hit the crossbar and it went down and out rather than down and in. Yeah. And it seems like that would, that was almost a lot of his career. He just didn't yeah. get that luck. But, Look how happy he is. He's made the absolute best of everything he could. Yeah, and he's amazing. went round, as he said, all different countries, soaking in all the experiences of living in a different country. Like, that's quite difficult to do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you were to make the move to a different country, that's massive. Yeah, you You'd did You'd probably it. only do one. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, did you say I did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're from Northern Ireland. Yeah, Holland. no, I know, but it's not like there's a language barrier or a culture <laughs> sure. barrier. But to keep doing that through your career and... He did it for footballing reasons. Yeah. You know, I want to go and make the best of my ability, try other leagues. I just think it's really inspirational, actually. Yeah. And I think this is a podcast which players in the academy and reserve teams would really benefit from listening to. Yeah, Not I think just so. fans. Inspirational is the word. He's definitely inspirational. I mean, we talked about what he could do, didn't we? The last question was, what, what could he do? What does he want to do when he, when he retires? And he said, you know, he's not sure. He's focused on it. And as soon as we were finished, Tasker said straight away, he could be a sports psychologist because of yeah. the, the experience he's had and the way he talks about them. It would be amazing. In a different language as well. Yeah. It always just blows amazing. my mind. Loved it. Yeah, really, really love that one. Any emails? 
Okay, I've got an email here from Steve Clark who says, Hi, Maisie, Helen and Sam. Been listening to your podcast right from the start and love all these old stories. To be honest, the older ones from the 90s are my favourite of the players could get away with a little bit more back then and go out on the town, have a few drinks. It's a bit more sterile now, I imagine. Not quite as fun. Anyway, I have a list of players you haven't done yet, which I think would be great. And he sent us a full go, list. Go, Hep Bruce, Buck, Conchelskis, Ince, Ronaldo, Beckham, Gary Neville, Keane Carrick, Johnny Evans, Van der Sar, Tevez, Einzer, Robbie Savage, and Brian McClare. Hopefully you can get some of these on in time. Thoughts? Wow, when you hear that list, you think there's so many there's we haven't loads. done yet. Tevez and Einzer would be controversial. Mm. Didn't leave in the best of uh, circumstances, did they? No, I don't want to be inviting uh, Rafa da Silva on that one, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> that wouldn't be ideal. No. You only get that joke if you have listened to that podcast. Yeah, but it's a good point. You should listen to that podcast if you haven't, because yeah. then you'll get that joke. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell you what the joke is. Yeah. Really building this up to be bigger <laughs> yeah. than it is. Um, thank you very much for your email. Do keep your emails coming in. United Podcast at manunited.co.uk. That address is in the notes for this episode if you need it. Also a reminder, Sam, that the Manchester mm-hmm. United app is the best place to browse our podcast back catalogue. In Certainly fact, David is. Petrucci has been doing just that. He has, yeah. Uh, you can listen to and watch all of our previous episodes. New episodes appear there first every Monday with full video versions following on the Friday. If you're listening somewhere else, say Apple Podcasts or Spotify would love if you could leave a rating and a review. Only five stars if you are doing that, please. If you're a Spotify listener, they've recently added the ability to rate podcasts on there too. Oh, nice. So you can also give us five stars on there. I think that's all the admin. Yeah, done. Have a nice week, Sam. Bye, <laughs> you too. See you later, everyone. Bye.